where we explore good things in Everett, Washington. My name is Garrett Hunt. And I am Tyler Chisholm. And I am producer Henry J. Thanks so much for joining us on episode number 108, which is brought to you by Milltown Credit Union. With spring here, are you looking to improve your home but have no equity? Look to Milltown Credit Union's unsecured home improvement loan. You can learn more at milltowncu.org or visit them at 3201 Broadway. Okay, on today's episode, we're going to be sharing some events from the Weekly Goodness newsletter. Then we're going to talk about what's up with all the empty buildings in downtown Everett. We're going to do a um, Fast Five Favorites with Tammy Farber, and then we're going to play some Everett Community College trivia. So let's jump in. So let's take a look at some events happening around Everett from the Weekly Goodness, a weekly email newsletter we send out every single Monday. So, Tyler, why don't you kick us off with your event pick of the week? Well, I'm very excited about this. My beautiful wife, Laura, is in a band called Laura with my bandmate, Sarah Feinberg from Tellers, and then Henry's bandmate, Mary Adams from All Over Elf Army. They're an all-girl super group. They are going to be playing at the co-op at 6 p.m., and it's a real treat because Laura... The band, Laura, not my wife, Laura. I guess this is true of both. Laura, my wife, and Laura, the band, rarely ever go out and play live music together. So, it's going to be cool. 6 p.m. at the co-op. On Wednesday? Wednesday, which is tonight, if you're listening to this the day it comes out. I'm really excited. I am too. I'm nervous. I'm like, like really nervous. Laura keeps talking. Laura, your wife, not Laura, the band. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. Has written a new song that I've heard about for the last three or four weeks now from from Mary. And I'm really excited to hear it. My wife is the most talented person I've ever met in my life. And I don't mean that. I'm not just saying that because I have to say that or something, you know, like (laughs) I really am so impressed by how smart and clever and creative my wife, Laura, is. The songs that she writes like they're all from a female perspective and they all have something to do with men who have annoyed her throughout her life. And they're like so poignant and right on. I just feel like if she were to like devote time to it and really try to do this thing, she could be like a pop wonder. <laughs> I've been trying to get her to buy a bass guitar for the past what, six months or something like that. Cause yeah, she, I mean, Laura played last year, the band yeah. Laura and the songs that Laura, Laura wrote are just, just so good. And that it's, it's like, keep, please keep going. This is great. And it's cool because Sarah who plays, who fronts tellers, the band I play in, she, she's been playing drums and it's like really fun to watch Sarah play drums. She kind of plays like animal from the Muppets. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, all the all the musicians are playing other things that they don't normally they don't normally play, play which is cool. Yeah, yeah totally cool. And uh, yeah, I feel like Laura just has too many other things going on to really do the band thing. But maybe it's a real day. treat. What do you got going on, Gary? Very cool. Farmers market kicks off this weekend. Mother's are Day you weekend. Freaking kidding me! The I'm farmers not. market. It's already here. That is the best news I've heard all day. That's right. The Sunday kicks off at 11 a.m. And then every single Sunday henceforth until October 7th. We both used that in a sentence this week. I know. You told me the other day how excited (laughs) you were to use that. So now it's in the back of my head. I'm like, I'm going to drop a henceforth this week. (laughs) Awesome. Dude, I love the farmer's market. I can't believe it's about to open. Man, summer's in Everett. What's better? 
Yeah, it's and this week it's supposed to be like 79 degrees. That's what I heard. It's crazy. Thank God. I'm trying to get into kiteboarding this summer. Have I told you guys this? Yes. No. Yeah, I'm going to try to get into kiteboarding. I'm selling some of my music gear that I'm not using. I want to buy a kite setup, and I'm going to devote some time to having fun this summer. Nice. And I've just, been uh, seeing kiteboarders from my house, like right next to the Navy there. Uh, okay, I think Sonatrol just showed up at our door. Uh, BRB. <laughs> Henry, what's your event? <laughs> All right, so my event as the boys go and talk to, talk to Sonatrol <laughs> is um, I'm not going to be there because it's going to be the Laura show, but I will be at the White or I would want to be if I wasn't at the Laura show. The White Wall Brewers Night at Toggle's Bottle Shop. I'm trying to do this right now, and the door is wide open. Ah, geez, hold on, hold on, everybody. So anyway, I'll be at the White Wall Brewers Night. If I wasn't going to the Laura show, uh, Marysville White Wall Brewing, they're going to be bringing some of their favorite brews on tap and a chance to win swag. That's Wednesday, 6 p.m., so tonight. Um, yeah, make it out. Make it out to both. Go get a drink and then go see Laura play at the, uh, at the co-op. Well, there's good news and there's bad news. What's the, what's the good news? The good news is the show will go on. The bad news is uh, Sonatrol's going to be doing a little drilling on it. We just had a new door installed, and they have to hook up the security sensors. So uh, excuse our drilling. And we don't have any other time this week to record this podcast. So, Well, I guess we'll see what happens. Um, but those are the events that we picked out for this week. For more details and to get the weekly goodness sent directly to your inbox every Monday, just go to liveandever.com slash subscribe. All right, so in this week's Life in Everett segment, we're going to be talking about what is up with all the downtown buildings that are empty. And um, Garrett? Yeah, Ryan. This is your, uh, your thing here. Is it? Okay. Mr. Ryan Villasanti uh, sent us a message last week asking us this question about all the vacant buildings in downtown Everett, which this has come up before. Um, a lot of people, I think, have noticed it and talked about it and uh, I'm curious if you guys have any thoughts you want to chime in with um, feel free at any time but I did do uh, some googling uh, and found a few different things as to why the heck a landlord might let a space sit empty for years and uh, the one I'll actually start with which is actually more of a, a personal note uh, from one of our local landlords here in Everett, uh, Craig Scott Dahl from Scott Dahl Real Estate. I was in a neighborhood meeting, oh geez, probably five or more years ago. It was for the Bayside Neighborhood Association. It was back when they were building Library Place, and uh, which is a Scott Dahl uh, real estate property. So Craig Scott Dahl came to our neighborhood meeting and was sharing with us about it. And this was a question that was brought up. And he talked a lot about how uh, density really affects uh, what can be supported for retail businesses. And so at that time, I think he said he estimated we likely needed a couple thousand more residents in the downtown area to be able to support more business growth. Critical mass. Critical mass. Um, So that's probably one of the many factors. Uh, Some of the other factors that I... Uh, researched that I think could play into it and just understanding where uh, landlords of commercial spaces are coming from. Uh, So in case you didn't know, a lot of the time commercial leases are for very long periods, Uh, five to 10 years or even 20 years um, is very normal. 
And so a lot of what I uh, researched in different articles and, and threads uh, were people saying really landlords wanting to maintain quality standards in um, that lowering the price wasn't necessarily going to attract the tenants they wanted. It was kind of this idea that if they're going to have somebody sign a long-term lease and have to get along with that person for a long time, they would rather, a lot of the times it sounds like, wait and find the right person rather than the next person. Interesting. That is interesting. Um, Makes sense. Another thing I'd never heard of, someone talked about dark rent, uh, which apparently is when a tenant... (laughs) So if, say a tenant has a five-year lease, but then two years in, they find a space they like better and they decide to move, well, now they still have to pay their lease for three more years. And so apparently they call that dark rent, where the landlord is still collecting rent, um, even though the space is empty and not being used anymore. Interesting. Yeah, because one of the spaces we were possibly looking at, that was the situation, that somebody had it, had already rented it. And they were still paying rent, even though they weren't there anymore. Yeah. And then so, um, you know, if, if the landlord finds a new tenant and chooses to put someone else in there, then they would be able to release the previous tenant from that lease. Uh, but the landlord's not very incentivized in that scenario, right? Because they're already collecting the money, and but they don't have to do any of the maintenance because the space is empty. So it's kind of a win-win for the landlord. Um, so that's, that's kind of, um, an interesting scenario that can apparently happen sometimes. There's a few different things, but, but it all kind of just relates to the, the, the landlord's, um, motivation. And, um, you know, there's a couple different factors. I don't think I need to get into the super detail, but essentially, I guess some landlords just, they're, they're, they're not motivated. They're, they're just waiting for that right tenant to come along. That's weird to me. I don't know because it's like, I, I get it on one hand. It's like you would want, you know, obviously you're, you're forging a partnership, right? See, I don't know too much about real estate and all this stuff. So I'm coming from a, a weird place or an outside place, but like, um, you know, you want to, you want to have a healthy relationship with the tenant with somebody who's going to be there for like, what you say, Garrett, like five, 10, sometimes 20 years, right? You want to wait for the right person to come come along the right business to come along. But at the same time, I feel like there's so many empty buildings downtown that don't look like they've been upkeeped or upkept at all. Um, and it just makes, I think what, what Ryan was trying to say last week is that, you know, it kind of makes Everett look not as pristine, not as nice, um, forward facing, you know, on the street to seeing these buildings. Like uh, I'm thinking of like the house, which is right by Carl's bakery. Oh yeah. Well that's owned um, by Pete Sykoff. He owns a bunch of those kind of, derelict buildings downtown right and it's like what what are we doing with that that could be something i played shows in there way back in the day seriously yeah oh my gosh i've always wanted to go in that building it's super cool apparently it was like an old speakeasy it's got two stages i think it was the old vfw oh okay okay yeah the old vfw um yeah so like that place would be great it could be something really cool uh the big apple casino could be something really cool there's um a couple other buildings downtown that have all this potential and are just kind of sitting there tailgaters old tailgaters building is one of them too um yeah bums me out it's like you know, you the old majestic cafe right and well the majestic cafe i mean it's empty but it looks good right the flying pig yeah. the old flying pig building yeah. yeah yeah so it's like taking some of these historic buildings as well buildings that have been around for a hundred years or more and you know just you're just watching them just crumble away it's sad 
Yeah, the, the ones kind of crumbling away, as you put it, the, those ones do scratch my head. It's, it's like, okay, they're not even trying, really, right. at all. And I, I don't know if it's a situation where maybe the building has been in the family for really long, and so it's, like, paid off, and they get to use it as, like, a tax write-off, or... I, I don't know. Yeah, those ones still make me scratch my head as to why, yeah, you could just let this building just kind of fall apart. And Which, you know, if it's like a tax write-off or whatever, like that's great for the property owner, right? For the for the landlord or what have you. But it's not good for the residents, for these empty spaces that could be something that we could go and enjoy. or Like could, a Buffalo Wild Wings. Like a Buffalo Wild Wings <laughs> or a Chipotle. <laughs> Um, Soto Sopa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, we're, we're, we, the residents of Everett, are missing out on what could be great restaurants, great shops, local business, small business. Totally. Um, yeah, that's where I'm coming from. Yeah. No, I, I think it'd be great to see all these spaces filled up. Um, yeah, it, it'd definitely be better off for, for residents, have more amenities and retail to choose from. Um, yeah, I think we'd all like to see it head that direction. Have I told you guys a story about downtown Darrington and the Fiat's? No, I overheard you talking about it to someone else. So this is a crazy story and it kind of, all right, never mind. I'm just going to tell the story. I won't qualify it. Downtown Darrington, beautiful place, white horse mountain, right at the base of White Horse Mountain. It's unbelievable. We got a tour of Darrington from the mayor, Dan Rankin, who is awesome, by the way. Like, there are several old buildings in downtown Darrington that are just some rich guy's Fiat storage. He has a huge collection of vintage Fiats, and he stores them in storefronts in downtown Darrington. So there's all this retail space and it's a really small downtown. It's similar to like downtown Marysville, how it's just like that one historic street. Right. But it is, um, it's just Fiat's and so you can't use them. Like they're not open to the public. So all these people in, in downtown Darrington, I mean, unless you build something new, but let's say like some entrepreneur wanted to open up like a bar or a restaurant or a coffee shop, there's really no space for it because they're all filled with this guy's fiats. And I think it is <laughs> crazy garbage, you know, like I, I get it. You're renting those places. You should in theory be able to do whatever you want with them, but not in this case, you know, like that just isn't right. It sort of robs everybody else of their joy. Right. Oh, totally. Unless that guy wants to sell his Fiat's. And if he does, like, I would love to own an old 500. That'd be yeah, great. Or open up like a Fiat museum, yeah. you know, and so be Darrington, the land of Fiat. So I can go look at, you know, <laughs> or a one, two, five spider would be really cool. Wow. You really know your Fiat's, you know, I have a weird thing for small cars. I don't know why. Hmm. Um, but like yeah. the Suzuki cappuccino. That's a really cool car. <laughs> <laughs> Those Japanese K cars are awesome. Um, after a while, I feel like there should be some sort of city intervention of like, okay, this is getting a little bit too crazy, too out of control. Like, what are you using this for? Maybe some sort of ordinance or even incentive to have businesses come here or to kind of relinquish some of the derelict buildings and bring them back to the city. I know other cities have done that. I believe that Dan Ernesty was possibly talking about that on this podcast. Yeah, I want to say or something like that. I think there are ways for local governments to take back properties through eminent domain by passing a kind of ordinance that, that forces them to be there. Eminent that domain, high, highest and best use. You know, I don't know. It is like a 
freedom thing though, right? Like I hate to get all like American capitalist over here. You no, know? I, I totally get but it. But it's like, a, yeah, I guess if you own a building in downtown and you want to store your fiats in it, should you just be able to do that because you own it outright? But I mean, that's where like zoning and stuff yeah. comes into play, right? right. Totally. And, and you can, cause this is the United States of America. But at the same time, like what we were saying earlier, it's taking away from the quality of life for so many other people that if you're like clogging up all these buildings with your car collection, yeah, how are you, how is the town going to thrive and therefore the government of the town? Yeah. And you can see how like a community, a small community like Darrington, when like a rich car collector guys towards his fiat there, he doesn't even live in town. And then it takes away from like the placemaking and the community building that would be in the town center. Right. It, it takes away from tourism, culture, tourism, all of that. Yeah. Which anyway. in turn makes cities money. So yeah. I think that, yeah, I think it, I, I'm pro ordinance to force property owners for highest and best use. So you don't want to see the empty stores and ever get filled with fiats is what you're saying. No, what I want to see them filled with is a bunch of, um, random stuff and then just be called a antique shop. Yeah. <laughs> You know, there's another <laughs> antique shop on Hewitt, just somebody's storage space. Yeah, I mean, there's <laughs> there are some good ones, but there are some bad ones too. For sure, for sure. Cool. Well, hopefully that unpacks a small part of the mystery. You know, I think there's a lot of different variables um, that go into this thing. Uh, definitely, I would love to see more businesses opening up, opening up in downtown. Though, uh, I think we can all get behind that. Uh, if you guys have any thoughts or knowledge to add to this conversation, like I said, I think there's a, there's a lot more here. Uh, would, would love to hear from you. Drop us a line through social media, or you can leave us a voicemail at 425-341-3731. And we'll be right back with five fast favorites from Tammy Farber. Shopping for a new appliance? Let the PUD help you find the most energy efficient products and do your comparison shopping from the convenience of one site. Get a PUD Smart Reward up to $100 when you buy an eligible clothes washer, dryer, fridge, or freezer. Check out smartrewards.snowpud.com. Hey guys, Garrett and Tyler here along with Tammy Farber, and we are going to play some five fast favorites. So Tammy, yeah. Tyler's going to put 60 seconds on the clock. Oh gosh. So you have one minute to answer five questions, and if you can answer all five in one minute, you just might win a prize. Okay. You ready? I believe I'm ready. I'm a little nervous, but I'm ready. Okay, Tyler, you got that timer ready? Ready in three, two, one, go. Tammy, where is your favorite place in Everett to tell friends about? I would say probably my favorite place is Cafe Zippy. Favorite place in Everett to get outside? There is a spot that if it's sort of behind Providence um, on the Pacific campus, if you sort of go down the street towards the end, right along the water and the railroad tracks, there's kind of a picnic table, park bench. I think there might be a little bit of a community garden. There's a small trail there. Oh, Forgotten Creek. Yes. Awesome. All right, you're at 30 seconds. Uh, (laughs) Favorite place in Everett, hands down. Ooh, favorite place in, God, I'm gonna say Cafe Zippy again, to be honest. Okay. (laughs) Favorite (laughs) annual event in Everett. Annual event in Everett. Ooh, this one, pressure on, pressure on. Um, oh, gosh. What is my favorite annual event? I don't know if I have one. Okay, moving oh, on. Moving favorite on. hidden gem in Everett. Favorite <laughs> hidden, hidden gem. gem. Well, and it's interesting because I almost feel like that place that you said is the hidden gem. <laughs> the Forgotten Creek. Forgotten Creek. <laughs> okay. All right, good enough. We can go with good that. 
That's nice. awesome. Okay, Good I enough. didn't win. We'll Good count it. We'll, we'll, we'll count it. We'll count <laughs> it. And All right, pick a problem. Tammy, one of the Come things on. that one of the things that I love about you is I've gotten to know you is your long windedness yeah. and your your like self awareness and of your long windedness and I feel like that's exactly how that game should have gone. You got a lot to say. I got a lot you to know, say. You got a process. I do. Yeah. There I you do. Go. I am yeah. very long winded though. I, I say I have the gift of gab. The gift of gab is yes. what you said earlier. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. the opposite of me. I, okay. I need more of that. But congratulations. You still get <laughs> a live and Everett mug out of the deal. So. I love this mug. <laughs> oh good. Good. Awesome. awesome. Cool. Yeah. Good job. At Washington State University Everett, students who complete their first two years at any community college, including Running Start and College in the Classroom, can transfer to WSU Everett to earn a bachelor's degree in one of our in-demand programs in engineering, communication, business, and agriculture. Learn more at everett.wsu.edu. We're closer than you think. It is time for Everett Trivia. Actually, it's Everett Community College Trivia. We'll be running down questions about our fair community college here in beautiful Everett, Washington. The best community college in the world. It pretty much is. Mm-hmm. Um, all three of us alum. Garrett, you have a sizable lead. I believe you have, you're have. you like three questions up, I want to say, over Tyler. Granted, oh, Garrett worked there for like a thousand years and went to school there for yeah, yeah, yeah. 8,000 years. <laughs> yeah, but these questions are pretty tough. You're right. They are pretty tough. You didn't. These are things you didn't learn when you went to school there. It's true. Although, you know, this last week I did start reading the oh, uh, Everett no. Community College uh, 75 year book. Ooh, nice. They put together. There's some interesting stuff in there. Yep. Tell me the most interesting thing. No, because it might be one of the questions. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's a we're going to kick this one off with a sports question. How many EVCC alumni have been drafted by Major League Baseball since 2005? Five, nine, 12 or 17 how many alumni of every community college have been drafted by major league baseball since 2005 and it's not such a specific question it's not um like playing in the major league well i guess in the farm system but not like playing in the major leagues so like so if Aqua like Sox if would count yes yeah like if they're draft, okay. like minor leagues so gotcha. in in major league baseball 5 9 12 or 17 all right got my Tyler, what are you doing over there? No Googling. I'm not Googling. Sorry, I'm just looking at stuff. All right, um, show them. 17. 17. It's 17. I used the, the, the Chisholm, Chisholm method. method there, <laughs> and uh, it paid off. So <laughs> thank you, Tyler Chisholm. I already method. told you about my method. <laughs> Every community college has more than 30 student clubs. Which of these is not an EVCC club? The Student Nursing Organization? Pizza Appreciation Club, Ethical Hacking and Cybersecurity Club, or the Community Kitchen Club? Which one is not an EVCC club? All right, one more time. Student Nursing, Pizza Appreciation, Ethical Hacking and Cybersecurity, or Community Kitchen? Which one is not? (laughs) I really hope Pizza Appreciation is a real club, (laughs) and hopefully non-students can join that's what I was thinking. I love pizza. Pizza is the best food. So you're going to go for um, nursing, nursing, pizza, pizza, hacking, community kitchen. Gosh, I know I'm going to be wrong, but I got to do it. 
I said uh, B, pizza appreciation. I said pizza appreciation. It's pizza appreciation. Dang it. <laughs> yeah. No, that, so we both got it right. I didn't want right. to be right. Yep. Yeah, you both got we it right. We both got it right. Okay. Congratulations. Yeah. All right, last one. Even though we won, I feel like we lost. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel every day. Since 2008, every community college has added how much in new construction? 30 million, 55 million, 90 million, or $150 million worth of new construction since 2008. So in 10, 11 years, 30, 55, 90, or 150. I remember this one from when we had, um, what's his name? From John Olson. John Olson. There it is. <laughs> well, then uh, why don't you tell us what the right answer is? It's Tyler. 150 million. That's what I said too. It is 150 million. Man, can you believe? You're right that? about the Chisholm method. <laughs> three for three. Although whoever makes these next questions for us, they're hopefully they know about hope. the Chisholm method or know that I know. Well, hopefully they don't know. Because then Wait subconsciously <laughs> they'll they'll use it. Otherwise, if they know that we know, then they're gonna try and throw us off and throw us some curveballs. You've been yeah. watching way too much Game of Thrones. That was like a Game of Thrones <laughs> thing right there. Trying to outsmart. outsmart you know, I've everybody. never seen Game of Thrones. It's okay. Hey, you guys. <laughs> hey. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you guys know who's cool? Paul no. Roberts. Me. Uh, those two people, and also Gwendolyn Anderson, Susan Pandosi, and Callie Pedersen, who just recently signed up to become patrons. Hey. Thank you so much to you three. We really, truly appreciate it. All of our patrons uh, donate uh, monthly, starting at just $1 per month. You can help us continue to tell stories about the good things happening here in our community of Everett, Washington. If you want to learn more, you sure can over at Patreon dot com slash live in everett check it out thank you and thanks for hanging out on the live in everett podcast if you enjoy the podcast please help others discover it as well by subscribing on apple podcasts and leaving a review also on spotify as well if you'd like to drop us a line you sure can contact at live in or uh, sorry podcast at live in com or leave us a voicemail at 425-341-3731 thanks for joining us today special thanks to all of Ralph army for our theme music and to our producer mr henry J. Good things happen in Everett because of you. So thank you so much for listening and being a part of this wonderful city. Have a great week, everyone. This is why we're Everett till the grave.